0: This is CAB, College, Career, and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. Today's episode is going to focus on the unemployment scam, the fear of big businesses leaving, and the two careers that are going to be around for the next 50 years. Welcome back and a big shout out to my listeners, especially for this episode. There were a couple listeners who responded to my last episode about unemployment being a scam. They went to my website, Production.com, and reached out to me and expressed how they disagreed with my last episode. With respect to these two listeners, I want to re- you know, respect their names. I'm not going to give out their information. I want to protect their rights and you know uh, give them a shout out for their own opinion and encourage dialogue. However, I would like to highlight some of the things that came out of that discussion. So three things that I realized from that discussion or uh, that I learned uh, that was thematic from that discussion from uh, these two listeners. So the first one was the importance of investing in big businesses. Right. Because they provide jobs. They allow us uh, to have a place to stay, uh, to eat food, to go buy food, to put the clothes on our backs. Right. So that's number one. All right. The importance in investing in big business. Number two. uh, Austerity measures. not every now both of them did not have the same uh, concept of austerity measures, but you know one of them did bring it up, bring it up. so I just want to highlight that. Uh, this is the concept of middle class and working class uh, families and, and individuals who need to save money and budget better. So uh, when the government's cutting back and, and taking away resources, it's our jobs to find ways to save money and budget better. that we need to figure out how to pull ourselves up from our bootstraps. So that's the austerity measures. Uh, The last big thing that I heard from uh, both of these uh, individuals was that, uh, you know, you need to figure out how to invest in these companies, because if we don't do this, they're going to leave our country. Right. So this idea, um, I I had to pause it because this was just fascinating that they can they feel like if we don't invest in these companies that they're going to up and leave the United States and do business elsewhere. So I thought that was interesting uh that they both had this concept that we need to support these companies and keep them here. These corporations we're talking about big corporations, these mega mega uh billion dollar companies uh that need to give them more money to keep them here so they can, you know, keep providing resources and keep the infrastructure of the economy going, right? Um, and one of them, bre- uh, one of them did bring up this idea of warfare fraud and, and, and schemes, but you know, we I debunked that right away. We didn't spend too much time talking about that subject. This is Cab College Career and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. So I'm going to go right to it. Right. Let's get rid of this ridiculous statements and and, and talk about the obvious because they have been debunked already. They've been challenged and corrected by respected scholars and responsible media journalists. So uh, these things that they brought up, I just wanted to highlight and talk about them on this podcast, because I feel like there's probably a lot of people who feel or think this way still today. Um, And so in a. And so when I talk about unemployment being a scam, especially in this episode, uh, I'm going to get rid of, uh, my credentials. I'm going to throw my credentials all out the window. Right. And I'm going to show you how I can prove to you that the unemployment, uh, program has become a scam. Right. Uh, and so let me just go right into it. I'm an English liberal studies professor, right? I'm a professor. That's, that's my, that's my career, uh. I do not have a degree in economics. I don't have a background in finance. So I just wanna highlight that. So I don't have any experience in economics or background in finance. So let me just be clear, I'm an English major, right? With a background in filming, theater, communications, publishing, uh, community organizing, and grant writing. So these are just just some of the things I do uh, uh, and I'm known for, right? And let me also inform you that none of that matters, right? The fact that I'm a professor, that I have an English, none of it matters. You don't need a degree to understand that, you know, when the government or corporations take advantage of you, right, you know what that feels like at the end of the day. Right. And you can look at the discrepancies. So uh, my years of academic or academia, shout out to University of Iowa and CSU and the several books I publish. Shout out to David Calkey. CCLM, All Saints, Lutheran, uh, and the awards I've received, all, none of that matters. You don't need any of these to understand what a scam looks like, all right? None of it, right? Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, now, what does matter is where I'm from, I, where are you from, where you grew up in, right? So I'm from New York City, born in Harlem, raised in the Bronx. Shout out to St. Mary's Projects, Jackson Avenue, 3rd Ave, Forest Projects. Was good, beloved? And oh, no, 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 no. Let me also highlight. It's very important uh, to know where you come from when you live, because that kind of gives you a perception or perspective of what life is like. So my environment, which was extremely marginalized, urbanized. Right. Uh, I learned a lot, you know, uh, from where I grew up at. Right. Uh, Because it it was in the Bronx where I learned, you know, people can be scammed. Right. Hoodwink and bamboozle. Shout out to Spike Lee. So you don't need a degree to learn how to survive in these communities. What you need is experience. And people around you who love and care to teach to teach you the techniques of survival when you're dealing with a world that is exploitive and likes to prey on people who don't know any better. Right. So I'm from the projects, the 1980s era, crack cocaine era, the AIDS era, the Reagan era, where uh, welfare cheese was like a brick. So I remember the welfare cheese is solid gold brick. (laughs) You could build the house with it. Right. I'm from the Bronx. Uh, the home of the Yankees, birthplace of hip hop, uh, where people have PhDs in hustling and scamming. Right? <sighs> really? This is this is the school of hard knocks where people have PhDs in hustling and scamming. This is Cab College Career and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. I'm gonna go show you how unemployment program has become a scam. I'm gonna help you out. And put this all in perspective. I'm not going to use any specialized jargon or vernacular, no graphs, authors to support my argument. None of that. Right. I'm not going to use I'm going to actually what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my mother's tongue, even though she speaks Spanish. I'm going to use this, you know, her perspective of how the world looks. I'm going to use my father's perspective. Right. That he taught me. David Kauke's perspective. Right. The neighborhood that I grew up in. Right. How there I was raised and taught how to survive in these communities. I'm going to use. What I've learned from them, right? No college degree, nothing like that. It's just what I've learned growing up in these communities around these people uh, and and loving family members. So let's just go to what the definition of a hustler is. So I have two definition uh, normally that we use when we talk about hustlers, right? A hustler, uh, depending on the circumstances, right, uh, is, either, is either an exceptional artist. Or someone who provides a service or resources, right? And sacrifices for people, work hard, right? So you have a good hustler, right? Uh, people who tend to work hard to provide for their families, uh, to, you know, day in and day out. Um, these people grind, hit the pavement, right? Um, and so that's the good hustler or the hustler that we grow to respect. And the other term of hustlers that we use in the, in the BX uh, from time to time and, and I, in my neighborhood, is uh, those hustlers who have a, a gift for the art of deception, the ability to play you, pimp you, rob you without a gun or a knife, right? They have the skill sets to take advantage of you, exploit you, right, uh, without a knife or a gun. I have seen people uh, place bets, intelli- intel- intelligent people, intellectuals, people that I, I find highly intelligent, right? Uh, I've seen them place bets with hustlers knowing it was, knowing it was a scam right? Knowing that there was no way they could win, right? I seen them lose the entire mortgage and rent, right? I don't care whether it was a card trick, a dice game, three cups and a ball, a magic trick, you name it. Uh, Their performances were spectacular. These hustlers were absolutely amazing. Now, I'm not trying to glorify the hustler. My prayers go out to the victims. I'm just trying to stress that I understand, right? These are Archetype. This is this is an archetype that comes out of my neighborhood, right? A specific trait in Western mythology, and, and you know we know them as the coyote. So in Western mythology, you hear about the trickster, right? And is you know it's known as a coyote. In African mythology traditions, it's known as the rabbit, right? And both for the coyote and the rabbit, whether his uh, uh, here in the U.S. Uh, or in Americas or in Africa, right? The coyote and the rabbit are known as tricksters, right? Uh, tricksters will always make you feel sorry for them. You know, you empathize with them, but in the end, they always come back to get you. Right? That's the art of the trickster. This is Cab College Career and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. So, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I gotta do it. I can't. It's not. It's not the tip of my tongue. I gotta. I gotta do it. I gotta tell the story. I gotta tell the story to explain the idea of the trickster. So I gotta. All right. I'm gonna do it. So here we go. I'm a storyteller. I'm a writer. I'm a professor. This is what I do. This is what I do. Okay. So the scorpion and the frog. I'm going to go right into the scorpion and the frog and talk about uh, how the scorpion and the frog relate uh, to corporations in the working class community in today's time, right? And see who's the ultimate trickster, right? So you're going to see. So let's go into it. The scorpion and the frog. <clears throat> so here we go. So, uh, the story of the frog and the scorpion, right? So, the frog one day is going down the path and wants to cross the river. So, the frog wants to cross the river, right? He's like hopping along, hopping along, hopping along, hopping along. and He comes across this path and there's a scorpion on one leg crying and, and begging for help, right? Nobody will help the scorpion, right? And 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 the, and and the frog comes across the scorpion and said, "Hey, uh, what's going on, scorpion? And the scorpion, nobody would help me. I want to get across the river. Would you help me, please, frog? Please help me, frog. Please." And the frog looked at the scorpion and said, ah, "I don't know about this. I don't feel like this is right. Ah, you're gonna sting me, and then you're gonna chop me up to pieces." And a scorpion whimpering and, and shaking and shivering and saying, Frog, don't be that way, Frog. Every scorpion is not the same. You can't generalize every scorpion. I need your help, Frog. I'm hungry. I'm cold. I'm wounded. I, I need your help. And the frog kept saying, "I this, something doesn't feel right about this. And the scorpion was like, I promise you, Frog. I promise you, Frog, we're going to get... Across the river together. And I won't harm you once we get to across the river. I will leave you be frog. I'll be grateful to you. I'll be in debt to you frog. Please frog help me. Help me. And it's, and then uh, the frog goes. I don't know. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll take you across the river. But you have to promise. Not to sting me and chop me up to pieces. So. Uh, the frog commences to put the scorpion on his back. They get to the river and, you know, he swims along and, you know, gets the scorpion across the river. So when the scorpion and the frog are across the river, you know, the frog is like, we made it. You know, he's ecstatic. He's like, oh, wow, this is good. You didn't steam me, didn't chop me up. So the frog takes the uh, scorpion off his back and says, uh, thank you, scorpion, for keeping your word. And as the frog turns around, the scorpion takes his uh, tail and hits him right in the back uh, and stings him. And the frog goes, oh, my God, scorpion, why would you sting me? Why would you sting me? And the scorpion looked at the frog. Well, you knew I was a scorpion all along. You knew I was going to chop you. And the frog got chopped up to pieces. Crazy story, right? I know, I know. I just I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy. But anyway, the government and the corporation has become the scorpion and the middle class in America have become the frogs, right? Um and it's just fascinating, right? And and this is a story, you know, you know, people tell their kids and you gotta watch out for the scorpion. Sometimes the scorpion's a snake or whatever. There's different animals people use, but yeah, I just so our government, for the most part, is run by big corporations. So people may not know that, but, you know, our government is run by corporations. And uh, why do you think the laws that, that are now protect big companies and super rich, right? Uh, it's not here to protect the working middle class, right? The laws are not here protecting the middle class families or the working class. Right? Oh, no, not not even close, right? If you you got your taxes back this year, you will see what I'm talking about, right? How much did you get back in taxes? How much do you owe, right? Uh, We pay taxes for the wealthy in triple digits, right, Um, or or double digits sometimes, right? Uh, And and that's why many of them don't pay anything now, right? We pay triple triple in taxes. And uh, do overtime. Right. And, and don't forget, if you do overtime, they take more money out your checks now. Right. So anybody who's seen their taxes know what I'm talking about. We pay so much money in taxes. And if you look at the super rich and the mega rich, how much do they pay in taxes? So if you even look at the monies of when it comes to taxation, you can see that, that this is a discrepancy. It's not fair. It's not even. This is Cab College, Career and beyond where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. So let's go right into this unemployment and, and let's talk about uh, TARP. So if you saw my or if you heard my last episode, uh, you know, I was talking about this TARP money that came out in 2000. Right. And uh, uh, post 9-11, uh, how seven hundred billion dollars appeared out of thin air. Right. To help these corporations. Uh, now, they didn't come out of thin air, but we want to talk about the seven hundred billion dollars. Right. Uh, to help out these companies. Uh, that were taking advantage of the middle class and working class community. Seven hundred billion dollars. Right. Okay, Now it's four hundred billion. I get it. But if you check my last episode, uh, we were talking about TARP money and other relief funds that was created to help big banks, corporations from going bankrupt. Uh, Where did you find and how did they find seven hundred billion dollars to begin with and who paid for it? Right. With What funds? you never stop to think about that. A lot of people just were like, wow, seven hundred billion dollars. That's crazy. Right. Seven hundred billion dollars. And that's for a small group of people. Right. And I and I sit there and think how many of these uh, small think tanks like sat there and really thought this out. Right. They sat there to plot, to steal. OK, I mean, not steal, but to hustle. Oh, I mean, but to take whatever the terminology is. Right. Uh, seven hundred billion dollars. Right. And. um Well, 400 billion now, 400 billions now. Right. But uh, it's just crazy. Check out my last podcast. You know, in 2008, they made it 400 billion, but it was originally 700 billion to help these companies out. Uh, And what programs did they cut? What services were scaled back? Who got robbed? Who got hustled? Right. Uh, To help save these mega rich companies and these corporations. So that's the that's a question. When you come up with seven hundred billion dollars to help these uh, corporations, um, where does this money come from? Who gets impacted? Who's affected by it? And I remember. Right. Do you remember the time? Yeah, I remember. I remember. Shout out to Michael Jackson's. I remember the time. Right. Educational services got cut. Senior citizens were affected by these cuts. After school programs were cut. Summer jobs were cut. Medical services were cut, right? The millions of people who lost their homes. I remember how many people, well, millions, you know, how many foreclosures was out there, how many people were homeless. They were were doing foreclosures like 15, 20 a day, right, in some cities, a lot more, right? It was just insane. And the, uh, the people that, that took advantage of them were these big mega companies, these big banks, these big corporations. This is CAB, college, career and beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. So let's put it in context. Let's give it some context. Right. One point six billion was paid out to nearly six hundred executives. Right. in this time period. Right. At the and then one hundred and sixteen banks. Uh, also accepted federal money, right, to bolster their financial foundation, right? And give a shout out to the associate press for doing the investigation and uh, many others at the time, right, who were investigating where the money went, right, Uh, and concluded that the reviews of the U.S. securities filings, right, in addition to salaries compensation, so a lot of them just boosted their salary uh, uh, and gave themselves bonuses, right, cash and stock bonuses. So they took the money and just got, Super rich, like they're already rich, but they became super rich. They just make themselves extra wealthy. I want to give a shout out also to William Battalion, the third, right? Executive editor of Money Morning, the money map. So check out his website. He also has some things on this, right? Uh, Goldman Sachs, right? The Goldman community received $10 billion in federal bailout money, right? $10 billion. And this is crazy. Watch this part. They got $10 billion out of the 700 billion, Uh after they lost 2.12 billion dollars, right? They were on a quarterly, so they lost 2.12 billion dollars on December 16th, right? And the government's like, okay, you lost 2.12, let me give you 10 million, 10 billion dollars. So after losing 2.12 billion dollars, the government TARP money came out, it's like, you know what? Let me hook you up and give you 10 billion. What is going on, right? And I can go on and on and on and on. And then there's also articles that stated and showed that some of these uh, companies and individuals were taking the money and buying $20,000 umbrellas, $20,000 umbrellas. They were buying mansions. They were buying yachts. They were balling out of control. It's crazy. Now, I want to put this in context. So these are the the people we went and, and, and gave money to, right? These are the corporations that we gave money to. Uh, to bail them out. And I'm going to exaggerate this number too to show you how ridiculous this is. I'm going to exaggerate. I'm, I have the actual numbers right here in front of me, right? Uh, but it's irrelevant. Uh, the number of, and the number I have here is the number of people who benefited from the TARP money, the mega rich, the big corporation and how they spent that money. So there's, there's a number right here that I have in front of me, but I'm going to exaggerate this number, right? I'm going to boost the number of people who benefited from the TARP to show you how this was an ultimate hustle and a scam. Right. The rabbit and a trickster, the scorpion. I'm going to show you. Watch. And 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 here it specifies, of course, again, how the money was used and spent and salary bonuses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But let's just go right to the numbers. Let's let's just assume let's just say that one hundred and fifty thousand people uh, benefited from this TARP money. Right. And it's a lot less. The number is a lot less than this. So I'm just just exaggerating it. So, you know, just to give you, uh, you know, just a sense of how ridiculous this is. Right. So let's say one hundred and fifty thousand people got this TARP money. In fact, let's even do this. Let's just again, the number is extremely lower. But I just to give you even more an exaggeration, let's just say two hundred thousand people. Uh, And the super mega rich got this uh, 700 billion dollars or 400 billion dollars today, right? to show you why you don't need a degree. I'm going to show you why you don't need a degree or certifications or anything like that uh, to explaining you how the American people got robbed, hustled, hoodwinked and bamboozled. Right. I'm going to show you right now. Uh, The American people didn't get anything in return. Right. So we gave these companies uh, all this money. Right. It did not stimulate the economy. We gave them all this money and it did not stimulate the economy. Right. It did not create more jobs. In fact, many of these companies and reports show that they laid off more workers. Right. Mergers were being made. Stocks were being sold. Taxes were, you know, uh, being evaded. Many of these companies did not pay anything in taxes. In fact, they received a tax uh, uh, return check. Right. And the hundreds of hundreds of thousands of dollars, some in the millions. Right. Uh, This is uh, during the recessions. In fact, we're still in a recession. Right. We are still in a recession. We never really recovered. Right. The cost of living is extreme and dramatic. And anybody who's a middle class or upper class or working class know what I'm talking about. And, And here's where the scam comes in. You ready, frogs? And I'm not, I'm a frog too. So I'm not a super rich person. I'm a frog too, Uh, just like you. This is Cab College, Career, and Beyond, where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game. Now, so if 200,000 people receive this TARP money, the idea is that this money was gonna come back and stimulate the economy. But a lot of them uh, outmaneuvered Uh, The system didn't pay any taxes on it. Right. So we weren't able to recruit any of that money. Right. Um, Some of them, some of these companies were able to stabilize, of course, but they they weren't able to bring back anything major to the economy to help us move forward. Right. To build this economy. Um, So that's just the facts you know uh most of these companies did not we didn't benefit from them getting a stimulus package we were still in a recession they had to create new laws and restrictions because they were just out of control so we didn't win from that from that at all right um now there were companies that uh some may argue the car companies and detroit that, you know, did benefit and did start manufacturing, uh, you know, electric cars and things of that nature. And, and there were there were a few small companies that were doing good things. Right. That paid back on their debt. Right. So I'm not going to say all of them uh, scammed us, but most of them did scam us. Right. And took advantage of us. Um, So let's just do it. If we have 300 million people that live in the U.S. Right. So let's just say we have 300 million people that live in the U.S., Uh, This is especially uh, important for conservatives. So, if you're a conservative, right, out there, you like to save money and invest and and make sure that where you put your money makes sense, this is going to be interesting for you, right? Uh, So, let's just use GP, just general principles when it comes to this thing, right? If I put money over there, I want to see a return over here. That's just a concept, right? So, if you invest or invested, let's say uh, 300 million and gave it to 300 million Americans. So you gave everybody a million dollars, right? There's studies that show that if you give that money to those people, not the, not the 1% or the top 5%, I'm talking to the bottom 95, like 95%, right? Uh, those people, if you give those people a million dollars, there's a, There's a ninety nine percent chance they're going to spend that back into the economy and stimulate the economy. These people will get out of debt. These people will be able to buy new cars. Right. This is I mean, this would think about it. If if you had a million dollars if the government gave you a million dollars. Right. Right, gave you a million dollars. Right, the ninety-five percent, the ninety-nine percent. Well, I won't say ninety-nine. The ninety-five percent. Think about how you can get rid of your student loans. Right, credit card debt. Right, uh, pay down on a house. Right, buy buy a house, buy a car. Right, uh, proper clothing. Right, uh, you can probably build uh, build your streets. Uh, get your street lights up in your community, or you could do a lot of things. Right, start a business. Think about this. Think about what I'm saying. If you have seven hundred billion to give to like one hundred and fifty people or less than so they can go buy mansions and yachts and find ways to get a tax write off. Right. We don't get that money back. There's no way we win with that kind of investment. That's a poor investment. But if you take three hundred million dollars, which is cheaper, I mean, three hundred million is cheaper to give to three hundred million Americans. To get their foot back into the market. It's cheaper to do that. It's cheaper to give Americans a million dollars. Right. And, you know, they're going to spend that money. and That money's not going to last more than six months. The money's going to be going quickly when it comes to the ninety five percent. They're going to be buying all kind of junk. But guess what? It's going to stimulate the market. Right. People are going to get back on their feet. So if you give three hundred million people, well, less than three hundred million, obviously, because the one percent does not count. Or the top five percent does not count. Uh, so if you give ninety five percent of the people a uh, million dollars in this country. We know for a fact they're going to spend that money back in the country. Right. That money's going to come back to the community. Right. Uh, and major folks. And come on, who's going to want to leave after they receive a million dollars? Who's going to want to do that? What? That's, come on. Think about it. That's brilliant. It's a smart investment. Because you know they're going to pay taxes on that million dollars. You know they're going to spend money in this country. You know... Uh, they're going to get rid of, uh, they're going to try to eliminate the debt. Some of them uh, probably going to increase in debt, right? They're going to probably get, uh, debt, but for the most part, most people will get back on their feet. You know, how many people are probably going to go get PhDs and get degrees and it'll be insane. It'll be amazing. And then there are going to people who are just going to lose the money, just spend the money on ridiculous things. Right. Uh, and, and that's going to just be a, a joke. Right. But think about it. Three hundred million dollars will be nothing to the government to give back to the people, back to the hardworking Americans in this country. Right. Just give it back to the people who built this country, who work day in and day out. Right. Right. These people, I think, are better uh, equipped to get the money and do something with their lives. It's like a second breath, a second wind of of air a life that goes right to somebody who's like if they just you don't have to worry about the lotto you get a million dollars imagine someone making twenty thousand dollars a year thirty thousand dollars a year a hundred thousand dollars a year two hundred thousand dollars a year and they get a million dollars just for being a united states citizen come on and if you're not a citizen and you've you paid your taxes you paid your dues you should get half a million (laughs) I know that's not fair, but I'm just saying half a mil because I know that, you know, they're going to come at me. They should get no money. But think about it. Even if we did that. You still win. Even if we did that, you still win as a country. It's smart business because the money comes back. Multiple folds. When we spent the 700 billion, we didn't get that money back. It didn't stimulate. It didn't do anything for us. So this is what I'm saying. It will be cheaper. It is cheaper to invest in the American, the middle class, the working class, the poor community. It's cheaper to do that. It's less than a billion dollars. And, and that will stimulate the economy. The study's already been out. It already exists. I'm not again. I'm no genius. I'm not a mathematician. Right. But think about it. Where else are you going to spend the money? Right. So anyway, uh, I just want to highlight that and make that argument that if you're going to make an investment like that, don't throw away billions of dollars to people who are not interested in investing back into this country in our community. Give it to people who are going to make a difference and, and put the money back into our country, back into our community. It's just smart Business, smart money. Right. And again, these people are not most of these people are not going to go anywhere. They're going to stay here and spend the money and stimulate the economy. they are going to get back on their feet. Right. You're going to establish the middle class communities once again. Now, how am I wrong on that debate? How am I crazy on that debate? how How am I losing on that conversation on that front? It doesn't make sense. Right. So think about it. Do you want to spend and and we're still giving big banks right now to this day money, right? Uh, they're still getting billions of dollars, right, uh, to stay afloat because all of these companies are not doing well, right? And we're not having that conversation. Um, I think if you give a million dollars to someone who's making $15 who has a great idea, they could start a business that probably will be the next big thing that get our country competing internationally and nationally, right? Invest in the American people. That's what I'm saying. Invest in them. It's cheaper. It's cheaper to invest in us as opposed to the top 1% or 5%. It is. It's just common sense. It's just logic. All right, let me get rid of that thought of common sense. There's no such thing as common sense because I realize that doesn't really exist. But general, on general principle, just basic 1 plus 1 is 1, right, comes up to Think about it. The, the the mega rich, they work hard to make sure they don't pay taxes and they always work hard to, to find an extra dollar to take, to, to, you know, to take advantage of the system. Right. But the ninety five percent. Right. The ninety nine percent. We don't have that infrastructure. We don't have lawyers that we can pay to help us cheat the tax system. We don't have that kind of uh, system. Right. And of course, uh, we will put it back into the community. So come on now. Let's just let's not argue with each other because those two individuals that hit me up, they're part of the 95 percent, 99 percent. I want them to get a million dollars. How are you going to argue with that? I'm on your team. We're both frogs. We're all frogs here. Let's not defend the scorpion and keep getting bit every time we try to cross the river. You know how many of us get chopped up to pieces? Millions of us by these big corporations. Right. So anyway, that's my point. Let's go right into the two jobs. Uh, so uh, for those who are interested, media is a booming industry. So the indie company has taken uh, charge. So if you're looking for a career, uh, look at a career in media, right? And in indie. So starting an independent company, right? Whether it's going to be a music, publishing, anything in that venture. Uh, look at being a publicist, right? An artist, you know, it's multiple jobs in that general. But there are a bunch of jobs. The indie community is booming. You can start your own business and things of that nature, right? So that's a job that are going to be around for a while, right? So, again, the indie. So starting a a, a for-profit company uh, in the indie uh, industry in art. So you could be a manager of indie artists. So if you're looking at careers that are going to be around for a while, that is that is going to be around for a while, Okay. Now, another job that's always been around forever, and it's going to be around for ages, is um, artists that uh, can tell stories. Storytelling has always been important in our country. So uh, who writes the president's speech, the commercials you watch, someone is writing that narrative. The TV shows, um, even when they roll out designs for cell phones and things, someone's always crafting that narrative and that story. So... Uh, being a writer is profitable, so don't tell them don't let them try to tell you that it's not being a writer today is extremely profitable so think about maybe majoring in English not that I'm being biased because i'm an English major. I'm just telling you I've made money on the side writing for other folks right I definitely do that so um anyway, those are the two jobs to look at start an indie company um and managing these con- and these uh, managing these artists or being a writer right and a storyteller right? a storyteller or editor right uh, so these are things that are gonna be around for a while so just wanted to shed those light on the uh, on the folks who are thinking about new careers and to delve into and check out this is Cad college career beyond where we try to keep you ahead of the game and not behind the game For our next episode we we'll have special guests and then conversation gets juicy and we learn a lot about being black and single being native american being african-american being a woman and you're gonna get all those topics and all those subject matters in our next episode cab